The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor as a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 3rd of December 2018. Stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner, I am a champion, I am unstoppable, and I was made to succeed. Why? Because with all the rewiring I've been doing of myself... And teaching that we only build from the inside out, not externally. We I know we suck a lot of that in, and that is not good normally. But these are the things we do. This is how we speak to ourselves. This is how we go the next step. So we've talked about this quite a bit. I've done a lot of solo shows. 19 is going to really get to the bone of the whole matter with everything because – Anything I'm telling you, obviously I read a ton. I listen to a lot of audio. There's certain authors, um, coaches that I really like. But with anything, you've got to take the material. Are you teachable? Can you digest it? And can you teach it? And that's what I'm doing here. Especially we've been really touching upon all the linkage with the training and the body and the spiritual end. But my opinion is... The weight room, people underestimate it because they don't, the, whomever is teaching them doesn't know shit about it, in my opinion. That weight room, if you understand what physical culture really is all about, and it will take you a lifetime, I don't know what it's all about. I know the basic parameters, how to plug it in, how to survive it. You learn that, and I swear to you, anything you take in that weight room, you can transfer to everything in your life. And what if anything can do that. That's something you need to chew on, believe me. Go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product. Go out, look at that, purchase it. You will not lose, believe me. Also, too, um, our Prosperity Conscious page on uh, motiv- or FiorelloBarbellCo.com. That's a $25, $50, and $100. It goes right to PayPal. It goes right into the business. And, you know... We talk about this a lot. I don't get into it a lot, but anybody that's uh, basically giving this material out now is charging for it. You know, you got to buy a subscription. We don't do that because we are under the assumption that you like the show, you um, appreciate what we do here, and that's why we ask for the donation, for the, well, I call it investment. Because you're investing in something that delivers every time, and 25 and 50 and $100 over a year's time is nothing, all right? That's peanuts for what we're giving out, and we love doing that. And it's the same way when you buy the product. That's not a lot of money for what you're getting in it. So those are two things you need to look at and think about, and anything you would like to contribute, we appreciate. Also, motivationandmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. We got our pal Logan Christopher. He hasn't been on here since February that's the way it's been with a lot of people. Dr. Wong hasn't been on since July. Um, 
it's just scheduling. I haven't reached out to some people. It's just mainly because if you know what I'm doing outside of here, um, my time is just tight, and we're doing so much for 2019 to ready the business in a different way. That's got to come first now. There's more than enough shows out there to listen to and get whatever you want. We will keep going, though. Uh, that's just the way we are. As as Mick would say to Rocky, it's a big Italian tank here moving, unstoppable. Go through it. That's what it's about. So look at that. Also, too, sign up for our free newsletter. It goes right to my MailChimp account. Anything I put out, you know you're going to get a ton of content. Also, too, investment. Again, come on in and advertise with us. We're going to be here for a long, long time. Um, I leave my cell phone number there because I will talk to you. If we got to go back and forth a little bit with email, I have no problem with it. But when I'm doing business, I want to talk to people. And if you live in the Albany area, New York area, I'd be more than happy to meet you, shake hands with you, and look you in the eyes, and we'll see if we can work together. That's very important, as my pop would say. So look at that. Also, too, our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, real men, real strength, and real power. And on that note, I'm going to uh, give you a little information about Logan here. Number one. He's a writer, strong man. He's the owner of LostEmpireHerbs.com and Legendary Strength. And um, we're going to get into some interesting stuff today. We always do. Uh, it's been a while, 10 months. There's been some things that have transpired in Logan's life and his family's life. So we're going to get a little update on that. And then um, one of my favorite things, we're going to talk about Lost Empire Herbs because, you know, they've been very kind to me, he and his brother, Cloud. Um, and also too, then we're going to hit a big topic right after that too. So we got three big topics. It's called stick with it. Cause if you've been following a lot of stuff I've been writing and I'm going to do a solo show, um, I was disgusted when I wrote a small blip on, uh, etched in stone, um, about lying, how lying now is readily acceptable. I mean, what's happening folks. So that, and then the other day, I was inundated about depression. Now, I know there are some people that do have mental illness, but I'm telling you right now, a lot of people need to get kicked square in the nuts and get going. That's what it is. Start moving. Don't get a trainer. Just start moving. And we're going to get, I'm going to get into that quite a bit, but you never know how this is going to go. So, Logan, it's always an honor, boss. Thanks for coming back. And lay out any websites, obviously, uh, how to get a hold of you, and then we'll start right out with updates, sir. Yeah, great to be back. Uh, I mean, you mentioned them, Lost Empire Herbs, legendarystrength.com. Uh, those are our main websites where you can find all my work. Everything that I'm doing is pretty much over there. Okay. Um, so let's update. Some things, that, some big things have happened, especially in your life and your wife's life. So... Anything you want to add? Let's let's update things, and then we'll then we'll slide right into Lost Empire. Yeah, I have my first child, a daughter named Elka, and that has been amazing. It has been even better than I expected it to be. So, uh, yeah, can't speak enough about that. And all along, I've been training hard as well. <laughs> well, I've been seeing you a little bit showing up. Um, let, let's 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 just talk about this stuff. Now you do have a child, a daughter. Mm-hmm. How's how ha, I know it, it's a positive thing. Some people will be like, uh, but how has it changed your life? I mean, obviously you're probably, you're, maybe at times you're not sleeping like you did, but what, what, 
from from just you and your wife now to a child, where do you see the big change right now? Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say going into this, um, like I heard some horror stories from friends who had uh, very difficult children, you know, children that did not sleep at all. So yep. I kind of went into this year because uh, we had the uh, baby back in February 16th. Um, so I kind of went into the year like I was I was ready to be like, you know, if nothing else happens this year, I'm okay with that. Like, if everything falls to shit, that's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was my expectation, and I have to say that has not been true at all. Overall, she sleeps quite well. I'm um, sure there's some interruptions here and there, but overall, it is not bad at all. Especially for me, my wife honestly does much more of the work as you know, yep. the yep. mothers can do. So that has not been a huge change, really. Uh, there was not a massive change in my routine. You know, some things did certainly get tweaked here and there, but overall uh, it has just been, you know, one thing that training gives, especially I think if you do a variety of different types of training is adaptability. Right. Mm -hmm. And as you were saying at the beginning of this call, the people look at the gym in too narrow of a way when really the way I see it's a a laboratory for life, right? You can learn these skill sets that work in so many different ways. So getting that adaptability in the gym and elsewhere just helped me to kind of roll with the punches and overall like having a baby's been easy and great not yeah. that it's been without its moments but it's it's awesome yeah um and you hit it right on the head with the gym you know i've been pounding this for a while now with or without and the whole thing i see here now especially in 2019 and the way i want to broaden this show We need to go after segments of the population that think, you know, here we have these gyms, um, just machines and watching TV. Mm -hmm. And and don't judge anyone either. And I'm not going to give the name of the gym because I'm not going to give them any notoriety. Now, look, you know now you have a daughter. I got lots of little nieces and nephews. And, you know, we're doing a lot of sandbag training now and all that, okay? And the thing is, I'm not looking for them to go out and lift a 400-pound stone. Now, if they want to when they get older, I'll I'll be with them 100%. But the things that that the gym instills in you, if you have good people around you to teach and learn, there's nothing like it. Everybody will say, well, what about other sports? I played tons of sports. I guess the thing was I just wasn't a team player. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way either. But I was one of those guys that liked to have it laid on him and said, can you stand up to the challenge or are you going to fall? And if you fall, are you going to have the balls to come back? And I think that was one of the biggest things with weightlifting. But everybody knows the story with my brother Jimmy. Um, that, that was a permanent mark on me that I will always take with me right to the very end because – when you have someone in your life like that, especially your brother, and you see the hell they're going through, you don't, you know, and it's nothing against him. I mean, I, I didn't want to end up like that. I mean, as a kid, you're afraid of that. And like I said, the Hulk and Jimmy were the major forces, and they still are t- till today, forever. And that's what got me so interested in lifting at the time I didn't even know it was called physical culture and it just broadened and broadened and broadened the canvas got bigger the paintbrush got wider 
and away we went. And that's the thing that I want to establish more than ever now in the universe is this. You get into this type of uh, training and this discipline and this belief, I'm telling you right now, there's nothing like it. The thing is, there's been so many split and splintered factions, and we've got, you and I both know, some of these clowns on Facebook and all that. I mean, if that's where you're looking to for your main resource, you're in big trouble. (laughs) And that's the thing right now. But I'll tell you right now, folks. I played a ton of sports. There is nothing like physical culture. And if you're lucky enough to train with somebody or meet somebody that's into it and you can share it, you're even more blessed. But go ahead. Take a comment on anything, Logan. Yeah. For me, really, it was kind of coming out of a dark period in high school, and I, I fell into training. I mean, when I first started, I was not really into it. I was kind of doing the conventional thing. It did not grip me. It wasn't until a little bit later. For me, it started with bodyweight exercises, which then led to kettlebells, which led back to barbells and dumbbells and old-time strongmen and everything. Yep. But uh, it was once I started to see results with it, and I guess it was just the right time in my life where I, I saw, ooh, the, the stronger and more fit I become, the greater kind of these other areas of my life become. Because really what you practice in the gym, sure, yet you can go in there and mindlessly run on a treadmill or mindlessly yeah. uh, lift weights. But if you're mindful with it, <laughs> then yeah. you're going to get better results because uh, you, you learn skills like goal setting, like uh, plan, the discipline you talked about. I mean, all these different aspects of mental training, visualization that can be brought into it. There's so many skill sets that are directly applicable to the gym where you can really kind of quicker than many other areas of life see results come about. Uh, So it's a it's a great laboratory for really training those skill sets, which then apply to other areas of life. And so. At this point in my life, what I've seen is the stronger I become, you know, the more successful I become. Yes. The stronger I become, the better my relationships are. The stronger I become, the happier I am with life, the more fulfilled I get. Like everything goes together for me. I understand it's not like that for everyone, but I do think the possibility is there for people if they look at it with that frame. I agree with you totally, but when you if you got leadership like you and I, I'll tell you right now, you know, they don't realize what they're coming into. You know, I, I like with, with Danny, who's eight, and Maggie. Her name's Madeline, but we call her Maggie. And they're very they're, – all the kids are very good athletes. And, you know, they had an eight-pound and I think it was an 11-pound. And when we were all together at Thanksgiving, they're saying, you know, could you make a 15-pound up because we're going to be doing some stuff together, the three of us. I said, absolutely. So I'll have that ready for Christmas or before. But, you know, they're already learning because they come from that, from both sides of the family. They're all, you know, you talked about goals. You talked about, you know, and the main thing with them is I want to make it fun for them. But at the same time, I want them to realize that, hey, this is the real stuff. You know, you've got to learn now that playing around with this stuff can be very dangerous, too. But I'll tell you right now, Logan, jump rope, sandbags, two cinder blocks and a picnic table, and you watch what I'll do with these kids. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody thinks that you got to have this dressed-out gym that's worth ten grand to do it. I got news for you, man. Wrong. But, see, this is where the minds, like you talked about, the creativity, 
thinking and the laboratory. This is what it's all about. Now, obviously, you have to be of that character to think like that. But as I've said before, and I think I've said it on prior shows with you and I, there's nothing like being left alone and having to basically crawl up that big dirt hole that you take 10 steps and fall back three. Because I'm telling you right now, folks, if you want to see what you got, if you want to see the, the, the spine you got, start taking up training alone. But if you do, you make sure you have things like power racks and safety everywhere. Because it, it could be very easy to get hurt or killed if you're alone. There's no guarantee somebody with you is going to yank a bar off with you either. But what I'm saying, the testament for me was when I had the big split up with my brother and my best friend who was like a brother too. Um, but on the other hand, I was ready for it. I mean, I was starting to do dead start stuff out of the rack, and they saw no validity in it. And I think they wanted me out anyways. Um, I was going more and more towards the older stuff that was just damaging, man, and they didn't really want any part of it. And I'll be honest with you, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Now the fences are, have been meant, mended for quite a while, but we didn't speak for 10 years. But you know what? I needed to do that because I wouldn't be sitting here talking to Logan right now because of all that either. I, I'm sure of it. So um, comment, Anthony. If not, um, let's talk about Lost Empire. What's going on? Anything new out? Anything coming in 19, if you would, please? Yeah, uh, things are moving along. Uh, we've, we've slowed down a little bit. We used to release like two new things a month, and that was just unsustainable. So we've slowed down on things. Uh, very excited about next month, or actually this month now. We're in December here. Okay. Uh, we are uh, going to be releasing uh, Stag Swag, which is a deer antler-based formula. Yeah. Uh, so people that have liked our Pine Pollen or Tomcat Ali, here's something right in alignment with the uh, and uh, very potent stuff. So uh, we've been super excited about that. We were hoping to get it out in November, but, you know, delays happen. So that is definitely coming this month. Okay. Uh, that's been real fun. Uh, I, I won't say what we got coming in 2019, but some uh, fun projects there. Always always have some new experiments in the works. But really this year has largely been about kind of uh, expanding our operational capacity and whatnot. Mm. So we, we have very big plans for the future and where we want to be and getting there. Um, it's going to take some time, and it's uh, there's a big learning curve involved in all of it, but we really are uh, setting up to do something quite a bit different from most any other supplement company out there. So some other cool stuff is we've been visiting our suppliers. For, so for some of our products, like our ashwagandha, yeah. uh, which is great for stress release, relief, but also supporting the hormones, including the, the thyroid system and whatnot. Uh, we, our, our farm is up in Portland, Oregon, so... We have a bunch of footage from going up there and got to participate in the harvest and was also out there in uh, Massachusetts uh, where the Shazandra farm is. So uh, just that one, the video of that got recently uploaded. So just kind of showing the, the quality of the ingredients and where they come from and everything and really happy about that because, you know, people want to know where their stuff is yeah. coming from, how it's processed and all that. Um, well, I'll tell you this. I, I, I don't know if I've extended it to you, but. Um, I don't know if you are part of Etched in Stone and Etched in Stone for Kids, but if not, um, I would say, come on in, I'll prove you. Um, you'd be more than welcome to put any of that on the Etched pages because you wouldn't believe the amount of athletes that are on there. I'm getting 5 to 15 new people every week, 
and yes. we're getting you you know huge names are out there um if you'd want to put any of it out i'd be more than uh happy to let you do that because um if we can drive some business your way that'd be dynamite plus they're going to get good quality stuff and you know i get notes a lot of times who would you send to i said there's three people you dr william wong and steven santangelo um not only from the generosity of all three of you to me and the show, but because that's all I need to use. I don't need anything else. Um, and they're like, well, you don't take the, I had a kid the other day I was talking to, what do you take? I'm like, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I could give you a list of the stuff I take. He goes, are you taking creatine and, and are you using stuff like with caffeine? I was like, nope, nope. Well, you know, and it's like, Logan, it's like, what he, I said to him like this, here's what I would tell you to do, squat. And he looked at me like I had 15 heads. Well, it's not good for your back, he said. I said, I, I was like, you read muscle and fitness and all those rags? He goes, well, I have some. I get them. You know, I look at stuff. But there to, I don't know where he goes around here. He said, um, I use a leg press. I said, good luck with that. Because, you know, it's like. You can tell he's buying a lot of supplements and pissing them down the toilet. And um, he doesn't look – I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it to him because I want to hurt his feelings. He doesn't look like he lifted a weight ever in his life. Right. You know I, think, I think this is important, and it really gets to something we've been talking about. But really um, – Something I've been looking at a lot is really understanding like the foundational principles of training. For instance, yeah. like, you have to understand progression. If you don't get progression, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And many people do not understand progression. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff like that. And you know, I'd say between squats and a leg press, you know, if you want to get stronger, should you be sitting and lying down in a position that you don't really actually use in real life, or no. something that mimics a bit more of real life? Which one's going to be more effective? Pretty yeah. common sense there, but we get wrapped up in you know the gimmicks and the fads and whatnot that it's it's hard to see through this sea of um, misinformation out there to really get down to dialed into what's true and what's really important. So, but if you can get that, if you can get down to those principles, those few things that really matter and just keep going in alignment with those, keep working and refining them, then yep. you're, you're going to get some amazing results in the long run. You're going to get results that other people wouldn't possibly believe uh, just from being persistent with those principles. Totally, because what it is with especially this kid, I think he's around 20. You know, when you're buying that stuff or you're going to these different places to buy supplements, of course, you and I both know it's all marketing. You got a girl that's all oiled up with her boobs hanging out. Um, and these guys are like, oh, like that. And that's what it all is. It's like, look, the bottom line is you talked about basics, progression, et cetera, et cetera. The bottom line is you got to go out and get a little nicked up, a little sweaty there. You got to get your pride hurt a few million times. And if you have it, you're going to keep with it and you're going to grow into other areas. You know, I never thought I'd have a sand weight set that leaked on the floor with a wooden bench. And you would never know it with what I got that I would ever go to that level. And I think not everybody's constructed like that, but. Let me tell you something. It, it's been it's been quite a journey 
and I'm not even close to what I want to do. I mean, it's mainly been a, um, a financial handicap right now where um, there's like five pieces of equipment I want to manufacture, and there's a lot of other things with the radio show that I am going to do. And one thing I want to tell everybody, and then we're going to – I'll have Logan comment, and then we're going to – because we've been kind of talking about stick with it anyways – but, you know, I, I want to tell people this because I like to reinforce this. You know, Logan's an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. His brothers are entrepreneurs all, you know, in a family business like a lot of people on here. And and I want to tell people this. You can never hear this enough. Don't be afraid to go after your dream. I'm not telling you to quit your job. But if you do, you do. All right. And just because nothing is happening, things are happening. And you've got to learn how to think properly. You're going to get a ton of nicks, believe me, bangs, knockdowns. It's not going to stop. But every time you're growing, and it's going to be up to you how much you want to take. But I'm going to tell you right now, I've said this so many times. You're going to get to a point in your life where you've gone and gone and gone, and there is no turning back. It doesn't matter. Like, I was... I was listening to a story today. Tony Robbins is good friends with Sylvester Stallone, who you know I love Rocky. And I love Stallone. Because you want to talk about a rags to riches? Stallone was so broke, he barely had two pennies to rub together. Um, They had no heat in their little flat apartment. His wife had enough of him. He had hocked her jewelry. Um, He had the dog Butkus who was in the first Rocky, was really his dog. He was hanging out at a liquor store, and he had to sell buckets because he couldn't he couldn't uh, feed him anymore. He sold that beautiful dog for $25, and he said he never cried so hard in his life as he was walking home. That was like the lowest point, he said, of his life. So he watches the Muhammad Ali-Chuck Wepner fight, and he was getting bludgeoned by Ali. But I've watched that. He kept coming and coming and coming. Next thing you know, Stallone's sitting down. He wrote the whole screenplay for Rocky in 20 hours. So he starts to market the movie. Nobody wants it. Ah, too sappy, too corny, too unrealistic. Been done before, but that son of a bitch wouldn't let up. Persevered, persevered, persevered. Finally, somebody wanted it. I think it was Erwin, whatever his name was. You can see in the credits. And they offered him, I believe, it was $100,000. Can you imagine $100,000 had to feel like $10 million? And we're talking 1978, I think, that first Rocky was. But the stipulation was he was going to play the lead. He was going to be Rocky Balboa. And they said no. Absolutely not. Ryan O'Neal. Now, think about that in today's term. Ryan O'Neal, that pussy ass playing Rocky Balboa, please. So, he walked out. They call him again. They offer him 200, I think 200 or $250,000 for it. He said no, because they were still not going to let him play the lead. They called him again, and it was over $300,000. And he said, no, I will not do it. I am going to play Rocky Balboa. He goes away. They call him again and said, look. We'll let you play Rocky Balboa, but we're only going to give you $35,000 because we figure this thing's going to tank. 
Well, they put a million dollars into that movie, and it grossed over $200 million. Okay? Huge. And he was the ultimate star. So he gets that $35,000, and he goes back down to the liquor store, and he stays there every day. He's hoping to run into this guy, and he wants to buy Butkus back because he just can't take it. Finally, this guy shows up with Butkus, and he says, Look, sir, I'm sorry. I wanted to... I didn't want to sell him, but I had no choice. I couldn't feed him. And he started offering him money. And what Tony Robbins was talking about is changing the way you talk to people constantly. So Stallone kept changing, changing offers, blah, blah, blah. To make a long story short, he bought his dog back for $15,000. That was almost half of what he got. And he and I don't know who the guy is. I'm going to have to try to investigate this gentleman, he bought the dog back, had a cameo in the first Rocky movie. And what I'm saying here is this. When we talk about stick with it, you talk about perseverance. Holy God, man. Guy didn't have two nickels to rub together. But yet he believed in himself, and that's the key with everything. I don't care what anybody teaches you out there. If you don't believe in yourself or if you have a belief religiously, whatever it is, but I can tell you sitting here talking to Logan right now, if I didn't believe in what Eminem and FBC were and what I am, I would have been done years ago. Because there was just too much that transpired, too little money coming in, et cetera, et cetera. But you look at, and you look at Tony Robbins. He was living in his car, had nothing. So many of these gentlemen that are the real deal. There's a lot of posers out there, like, in everything. But the ones that came from nothing because they believed in their dream, and now they're multi-zillionaires. And money is very important because with money you have freedom and you can start going out and helping people. So don't let anybody ever tell you that it's not important. It is vitally important. And besides that, when you work hard and you create you need to have some nice things. You know, it's it's a nice quality life, helping others, living your dream. So never be afraid of it. That's why stick with it is so intense to me. Go ahead, Logan. Comment on anything, brother. Yeah, I, I want to clear up one thing from earlier just because what we were talking about could possibly cause some confusion for some people. So with back to the, you know, supplements and uh, yeah. not having to buy all kinds of stuff. I actually remember back in my uh, – early bodybuilding days when I was following the muscle drags and everything where yep. I said to my friend, man, it sure does cost a lot of money to get huge. <laughs> and I said, well, I weighed like a buck 20 or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, having gone through that and whatnot, getting into uh, unconventional training and everything, I like got off supplements completely. And I was of that mindset for a long time. Oh, I don't waste anything. Right. And it's getting to the principle of really, you have to have the basics, which is, you know, eat actually good quality food. Uh, which is, you know, harder and harder to do these days, but it, yeah. it's, well, that's 90% of the thing. And then, yeah, supplements on top of that, they can make a difference. Like creatine, sure, it can work, absolutely. Sure. And the, the herbs, uh, one thing with that, yeah, you could you could spend a ton of money on of our herbs, and if you want to do that, by all means, go for it. But uh, the important thing about herbs is recognizing that us humans, herbs of different nature, and I'm not just talking about culinary herbs, uh, but all these different herbs that are used by medicine for the entire span of time up until about 100 years ago when pharmaceutical medicine came around. And while there certainly are some useful drugs out there, 
herbs always were a part of our diet. And yep. that's just something that's been forgotten in our modern day and age. Uh, so I, I actually do feel that's actually part of the food we should be eating. I see it more as a food than a supplement. Of course, you can take it in supplemental forms. But I feel that's really important to get to because that does go back to principles that are really there that most people just may not see because of the cultural beliefs that are in the way. No, I agree. Um, you know, the thing is, that's why I said about taking your stuff is just the potency is correct. Most mm-hmm. of the stuff you're getting out in the market, you know, right. it, it, it's it, it, it it's minimal. All right. And creatine. Yeah, it's had studies. It can back it up. It is good. There's no doubt about it. But like I said to this kid, if that's all you're going to base your life off, you're not going to get very big. I mean, look. I can remember, I still do it. I mean, in, I, I mean, milk, I drink whole milk till my head fell off. Um, protein drinks, loved them, all right? Um, then later on, got into the raw milk. Um, still are, still am in raw milk. Uh, uh, one of the things I like to drink during the day, um, I drink kefir, heavy cream, and a couple eggs and bomb them down in a glass. Um, raw eggs, but I, you know, I buy the good ones. They're, you know, they're non-GMO, of course, and they're not eating soy. That's another thing, you know, I think Logan and I have talked about it. I know Dr. Wong and I have, um, especially men, and, and, and this is what people tell me all the time. Well, it's only a little bit. I was like, a little bit adds up to a lot after a while. So I, that's my preference. I stay away from soy in any way, shape, or possible, and... You know, that's another thing that men, women too, it, it's a it's a dangerous thing, especially if you're consuming a lot of it. So it's just little things like that. But, you know, the bottom line is you've got to train. You've got to have a belief system. You have to have these standards that, you know, it's almost like you're writing a new standard every day for yourself. What you do, what you believe, how you, you know, Logan talked about good food good herbs, um, a good environment. That's your biggest thing. What type of environment are you setting up in your head? Are you setting up an environment of, well, I don't know if I can do it, or or like we say with FBC, we don't try, we succeed. Okay, that that's what it's about. Are you getting up in the morning and, you know, reciting a few things? Like I, I said in the beginning of the show, I'm a winner, I'm a champion. What What are you saying to yourself when you get up? What are you saying to yourself through the day? Are you using mirror techniques? Are you? I, I do a lot of my uh, incantations when I'm in the shower. That's one of the best ways to sink right in. Um, what are you saying before you go to bed? What are you writing in a journal? Are you keeping a journal? All these things. All these things that most people don't teach you. What they want to do is take your money, usher you in and out of that gym as quick as possible. If they can put you on machines, all the better. And then two weeks when you come in, they don't even know who the hell you are. All right? That, my friends, is a great way to go up and smoke. And the bad thing about it is there's so many people, they get mentally defeated by stuff like that. Then any type of exercise is worthless to them. Why bother? I'll sit on the couch and just eat, consume. Bad move. And that that's why I say stick with it. When you... Find something, no matter how tough it is, and the tougher the better to me. But initially, especially here, you know, we start either walking or body weight or both. 
I don't care if you tell me you lifted weights 20 years ago. Chances are it's not the way I would have done it. So that is a way to bring you in and start the mind clock working. And by that I mean now you start thinking. Now you start saying, hey, I lasted another couple minutes today with what I was doing. Now we start introducing you to a little bit more. And see, by doing things like that, you begin to build. And when you begin to build, then who knows, maybe in six months, eight months, we got you using a sandbag. Or maybe we got you squatting just an Olympic bar. But my point is here, do you understand what's happening, what's transpiring? Eight months ago, you you wouldn't even dreamed of it. You couldn't do it. So the whole idea of getting to that destination, that goal, is you must stick with it and you must do it just like Rocky did, Stallone. Never take no for an answer, was flat broke on his face, sold his dog, he and his wife divorced, lost everything. And then suddenly, that's why I always say, you could have a penny in your pocket today and a million dollars in your bank next week. You don't know. But the idea is to persist and stick and believe in everything you got. It's all yours, brother. Yeah. And I think it's important to understand things that things take time, right? Yep. So when I got started training, like I was, I was a proverbial 98-pound weakling in high school, played football, wasn't any good at it. Uh, I was, I'm not naturally athletic. I'm not naturally strong. Um, nothing. Right. So I, I started and it was slow going. I mean, it still probably is like, I'm not genetically gifted for doing the things that I do, but I've been very persistent at them and I've looked for the edge in different things that I do. And that's what led to herbalism. That's what led to mental training for me. Yep. So, you know, 15 years later, yeah, I can do some pretty impressive things, but it was slow going in the first, I, I thought, you know, you know, it, in one year, I want to be able to do this and that and all these crazy things. And, you know, some of those goals I still haven't hit right now. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it takes time. Uh, so that sticking with it, that persistence, that what Stallone had in that story right there, I never yeah. was in as bad dire straits as Stallone was, which, you know, that's nice for me. And I haven't quite hit the same level of success, but, you know, 10 years from now, we'll see where things are at. It's, yeah. Very important. The the more you can think long term, in yep. general, the better your results will be. Uh, whether this is strength training or success in life, business, and what else, it's it's very important. I've been thinking about this a lot. So many people they they build a company with the idea to sell it. You know, get that big payday a couple of years from now, but. And I, I was thinking about that with Lost Empires. Oh, do I want to sell? I kind of went back and forth. But then I realized, you know, let, let's really go for 30 years from now. Let's go. Let's pass on uh, this business to my kids or nieces and nephew, my brother's kids. You sure. know, what if we do that? And we're thinking of building to that point. You know, then we're going to be doing things differently now than if we we're going for that shorter term exit. And so I, I'm relatively young, right? 33. Sure. So I definitely have a lot of older guys following me in my work and saying like, oh, you know, wait till you're my age. Well, I, I can't wait till I'm 50 or 60. I'll have had that much more time to train and put in the practice and get stronger. And, you know, it's not always going to be the same exact things I'm going for, but I'm going to have that much more time to train. So I'm going to be that much stronger come that time. Yeah. And you know what? It's like I say here too, you know, stick with us for the next 30 years because you and I might have different goals, but it all falls into the same scheme. And the scheme is this. 
we want to spread this knowledge to the whole world. I said this a million times. You know how many kids, and and it's not only kids, 40-year-olds, they can't even see their feet. Okay? that That's serious stuff. And I'm not, see, this is where people say to me, and this really pisses me off, Logan. They'll say, well, I don't want to go to Iceland and lift a 400-pound stone. And I want to really snap on them and just say to them, well, you couldn't if you had to. But I won't lower myself to that. And what I say to them all the time, I said, I've never asked anybody to do that. What I'm telling you is, I don't care, and I, you say, I've said it a million times on the show in the beginning and the end. I don't care if you lift a five-pound sandbag. Just get moving. Get moving. Start feeling good about yourself. Start talking to yourself like, you, you know, learn to love yourself again. There's so many people walking around that hate themselves, that hate everything. Do, do you think that's serving you? It's not, folks, because I've said this a million times. You know, as the great Earl Nightingale says, Napoleon Hill, what you think about most is coming back to you whether you want it or not. So if you're always thinking a life of lack, of shit, guess what's coming to you, ladies and gents? And you know something? If we took care of our subconscious mind the way we take care of our iPhones... I'm telling you right now, you'd be so far ahead of the game, you wouldn't even care about iPhones or a TV on when you're on a treadmill. How ridiculous. You know, you come here to FBC, I don't care who you are either. There's none of that. It's not even a radio on anymore here. Because I want to be so drilled into everything. And no matter what's trying to distract me, I can plug right in solid. Now, do, is every workout the way I want it? No. I mean, life is highs and lows. You're, you're dealing with things, but the majority of the time, it's where I want it to be. And that's what you want to do, and that's what you want to establish. Because when you're in meets, you know, Logan can tell you when he's having all the success with the Stones. The same thing if you go to Iceland or Scotland or you go see the Shanks over in Ireland or, you know, one thing I want to do in the next few years, I want to go to Spain and learn how to basque lift stones. I mean, those guys are, and it's not only stones, the big monstrous things they're picking up. I want to learn how to do that. Japan's got some uh, Shaolin temples where they used to compete with stones. I never knew that. I found that out from uh, Nicole Davis, who's a guest on on the show. Very interesting things. It's not only the stone lifting, it's the philosophy. It's things that, you know, most people could care less about. To me, it's like a big magnet. Because I think every time you're tackling something that you know nothing about, with interest... You're, you're broadening, like I said, the canvas is getting bigger, the paintbrush is getting wider, and you're broadening your strokes to wherever you want to go. Because like Logan said, with their business, they want to grow it, possibly pass it on to the kids. Same way here. I don't know what's going to happen down the road here, but nothing would make me happier than to be able to know that I left a mark on the world forever. You know... Walt Disney used to say, and many others, keep reevaluating your dream and make it bigger every time. Make sure you can't fulfill it because someone's going to come along and take it 
and hopefully they're going to do the same thing. Never be just satisfied with, okay, this is what I'm going to do in 25 years. Great. But every day add a little something to it. Put another chunk on it. Maybe you don't make it, but you know what? That's how you enhance what you're going to go after and how you're going to keep succeeding in the next level of your business. Go ahead, bro. Take it away. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's useful to think about is the difference between a, a result-oriented goal and a process-oriented goal. So, you know, making a million dollars or uh, lifting a stone, a certain stone or bending a red nail, those are result-oriented goals. That's where you you can... You know, you've either achieved something or you haven't. Those those can be really useful. I yep. think when I was even younger, I tended to set more of those. And as I've gone along, I've realized that the, the there's a whole lot of power in also the the process oriented goals. So you know, going to the gym uh, three times a week and doing that every week this year, something like that, where it, it's actually much more in your control than the result. And yeah. really, if you have the right kind of process goal another word for that would be a habit then that's going to lead to the result that you want to get uh so it can be very useful to do and really i think by having a a mix and match of these two things and thinking of it in the long term then that's going to get you there so for instance with the red nail that's uh, something from iron mind that's ever since i started bending which was over a decade ago i probably had that as a goal and i still have not achieved that yet but i honestly haven't been working on it in a while right Right. It's it's been what three or four years since I was actually actively bending, and I got as far as a grade eight bolt, which is kind of a the one step before a red yep. nail. Yep. So, I, and that was progress over where I was personally or previously. Um, but I haven't been focusing on that now, and that's still a goal I want to achieve at some point, and we'll see when I get to it. Right now, I have been working on a, a deck of card tearing, so tearing decks of cards in half, and more so than that. And one of my big goals there, which I just achieved, I think. Sometime last month was eighteen a deck of cards. So tearing it in half, taking yep. one of those halves, tearing it again. So you have nice. a quarter, and then tearing that into an eighth, yep. um, which is a pretty tough feat of strength to do. So that one took a. I've been card tearing for like a, a year, and I had that goal in mind, but I was just, you know, my my actual train was just do card tearing once a week, where I'm working at it progressively. I'm going back to those foundational principles. I'm using the mental training and just keeping at it, sticking with it, and eventually the goal comes. So I, I just wanted to bring that up. It came to my mind that the understanding the difference between result goals and process goals is very helpful mm-hmm. for understanding where you want to go because ultimately I feel that the more you can become a master of your habits, you know, whether that's related to strength training or anything else, if you can master those habits, you know, setting up new good habits or changing them to make them even better and getting rid of bad habits, that's going to determine your success in anything. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like repetition with things, you know, um, it's, it's a great way to succeed at a lot of different, in a lot of different avenues. And, you know, One of the things I would say would stick with it is this. You know, we've talked about a lot of things here today. Um, One of the things that you're going to have to be ready for, obviously, are the points where things don't go right. You know, maybe you've had a, a run for a few weeks, maybe a month, and then suddenly it feels like the whole bottom drops out on you. That's going to be your test right there initially to see what do you have to come back and go after it. 
You know, does that mean I've got to back off everything and come and start over again? Does it mean I have to take a few days off and regroup? Does it mean I have to work on myself mentally more? Yeah, that's a definite, always. But the main thing is, you know, Logan talked about the card tearing. You know, we talk about succeeding with a stone or a sandbag or doing the old school lifts that you've never done before. And really, it's a whole new learning experience. But the thing is with all this is it it, it teaches you just never to give up on yourself, to believe so deeply that you don't mind saying it. And a lot of people say, well, he's a bragger. She's a bragger. Well, you know what? If you don't talk yourself up, most people aren't going to. And I don't mean where you're obnoxious about it either. But you know something? One thing I love saying to myself, I am great. And most people would be, oh my God, you say that? Yeah, I do. Because I'm using it in a way that's enhancing what I want to do. I mean, I've said before, I'll be out in the garage training or outdoors carrying. And a lot of times... You know how much I, I, I think of the late Steve Jack. You know, I'll be sitting in the rack before I go up, or D- Anthony DeTillo. And I'll be like, okay, gentlemen, let's go. And I'll call their names out before I squat the weight or whatever I'm doing. Why? Because I feel it's an energy that enhances me. I believe those people are still out there. They're just energy now. So I call their names. Especially if I'm feeling maybe not right on the money that day. Or some stuff has happened and it's like, it, 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 it's, it's a way to maneuver yourself where suddenly whatever's going on becomes eliminated for that time. And these people that you admired, that you read about, you know, we've had, we had Steve on here a number of times on the show and talked to him off the show. You know what these people were, especially the ones you've had contact with. So you take that and you call them out. Now, have I um, succeeded every time calling them out? No, but but more so than not. So those are a couple things you need to think about. Are there people you admire? Are there, you know, it's almost like a council you bring in with you. And it might sound a little weird to people, but it's not. It's not. And I have had great success with that. And whatever it is that will move you, I mean, if you guys stand there and say a prayer, doesn't matter. But know that what you're doing is your belief system is still strong, so strong that when I call out Steve Jack or Anthony DeTillo or Paul Anderson or Doug Hepburn or any of these people, it's always going to be Steve and Anthony all the time, especially with the rack work with Anthony and the stone work, especially with Steve. Something happens to you. They, they call them like paradigm shifts, um, rearranging your molecules, all these things. Well, believe me, you're a ball of chemicals, and you don't know what's really going on. People, like I just said a few things, they've proven a lot of these things, but still I think it's a lot of speculation. And But it does work. And I, what I'm saying is, when you get to that point, when you get to that level, or maybe you need it right now, don't worry about it. Do it. 
do it. If there's somebody you admire that's alive, that's a, a, a great businessman or woman or a lifter or whatever it is, don't be afraid to call them out. Look for their strength. Bring their strength into you. I guarantee you it'll work. So, you know, that's how we stick to things. Whatever it is that you need to do and stick with what you love to do, go out and read about people that have similar interests or or have had similar success. I do that with business all the time. There's so many business models out there. There's so many people I admire for lifting, you know, that weren't popular. You know, I can tell you this. I remember when I started out back in, in in the Y days, YMCA. This place was brutal. You'd get your face kicked in if you opened your mouth there. It was like that. A lot of homemade equipment, heavy equipment. And it was right next to a furnace, and the furnace was on all year round. You would die down there. And I I, I got shoved around quite a bit. I I mean, I'd be smart-ass to some of these guys, and that wasn't too smart. But once I realized how good they really were, and these weren't guys that were in magazines or World's Strongest Man or anything like that, but they were strong-ass dudes, man. It's like, boy, you meet them out in the street, you get your face kicked in if you got smart with them or made the mistake of trying to pull something off on them. But they were some of the kindest people with their time and how they taught that I've ever met in my life, you know? And it wasn't just all bench pressing and all that. But the atmosphere was raw. Raw. And it was old equipment and, you know, dirty weights and dirty floors and chalk flying all over. It's just what I love here. A lot of here is probably modeled off a lot of that. Um, It's just where I feel comfortable, what I love to do. And um, I think if you adopt principles like we're talking about here today you'll stick with this till the you know as i say at 100 years old i want to i want to squat 250 and drop dead right on the platform that's it what a great way to go out it's all yours brother yeah i i completely agree as far as getting inspired and making that even a habit something you're doing right now i'm reading through the super F. Athletes by David Willoughby, and uh, that's just an amazing book, like chronicling all these unbelievable feats of strength across a wide range of categories. Uh, So I'm getting so many ideas just going through that. That's really amazing. Um, And to an earlier point, uh, one of the maxims in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, of which I'm a trailer, that is really amazing. I think this applies, well, it applies in everything, but it's, there's no failure. There's only feedback, right? So yeah, it's part of the human condition. We have ups and we have downs, like not everything that we do works. Uh, Even for me, even though I've been working at this long time, not everything I do works, but uh, so many people, the reason they don't even try something in the first place, or they quit once they have started is they they take things personally and they if they fail at something they label themselves as a failure yep. and the only real way to fail is to quit because you are thinking this way right but instead if you just realize oh you know I tried this thing and it didn't work um, that one that doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't work for other people it just doesn't work for you but you know that route doesn't work so you have that feedback and if you can build that you know change your plan take a different route how are you going to get there if this approach didn't get till you to lifting that stone or bending that nail or whatever, what do you need to change in order to get there? And 
once again, this applies in every area of your life. So if you can realize that and really understand that there's always feedback in life. And if we can tighten up that feedback loop, the better and faster we can achieve things. No, I totally agree. And one thing I say with what you're saying about it didn't work, what I do a lot of times, if it doesn't work, I write it down and put it in a notebook for later. Because mm-hmm. I, guarantee, I guarantee you, you're probably going to hit upon it. Uh, Logan, um, give out any of your info, summarize anything. I'll give out mine and just hang on the line, if you would, please. Right. Uh, yeah, just to sum up, I mean, if, if, if you can think long term, set goals that are far out as well as close ones, both result and process oriented, then create a plan, go after it, realize you're not going to be successful in everything. So put that feedback into it. Keep yourself inspired. Throw everything you can at like use your mind, not just your body. Oh, I wanted to bring this uh, quote up from Thomas Inch. Far too many physical culturists in their enthusiasm for physical development never give a thought to mental training. I mm-hmm. uh, just thought that was really appropriate because the more you can bring the mind into what you're doing, the better results you're going to get. So if you do all that, then you're going to be successful. Just recognize things do take time. You know, if the time's going to pass anyway. So if it takes five years from now for you to get to your goal, isn't that time well worth? Enjoy the journey along the way and you'll get there. Yeah, isn't it great, too, all in between? That's what people don't get. It's all the stuff you're learning, growing, getting stronger. They just think, hey, if I can't do it, the hell with it. And that's a shame. I mean, there's just so much to learn along the way. But that's why we're here to educate. Anything else, brother? Yeah, just uh, recap if you want to check out the herbs. And we have tons of information over there so you can learn about this stuff, how it can support your workouts and hormones and all kinds of things. That's over at LostEmpireHerbs.com. And then at Legendary Strength, all my articles, videos, all kinds of stuff regarding strength training. And I'll mention a new thing going into 2019. I kind of started that this year, but I'm updating a lot of my old programs, rewriting my books because uh, I've learned a few things over the uh, span of time since I originally wrote many of those. So I'm uh, looking forward to that process because it's a really it's a refinement of the principles and uh, getting better at things. And as I'm revisiting many exercises I haven't done in a long time, it's it's been a fun process. So I look forward to revamping a lot of my books in 2019. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, that's that's the thing. It's like we all end up doing some new things or, you know, we harness some new things and you put it out. John, um, John McKean and I have been working on quite a bit of um, midpoint, um, we call it um, power rack training. Mm-hmm. Um, real interesting stuff I've been doing. And John, too, um, let me tell you, holy God, it's the strongest I think I've ever been in my life. And it's really accentuating the stone lifting, too. So there's going to be a lot of stuff out here next year with, with just that on its own besides some other things. So, you know, John, I believe, is close to 70, and uh, he just doesn't stop. He's just amazing, man. And most people would never even think about doing isometric holds or pushes or anything at 25, let alone 70. Um, 
just I, I, I was writing about this. I just got to mention, like, we live in the cult of muscle uh, yeah. these days. Like, that, that's how the world sees the strength training in general. And while muscle is important, I don't even think it's the most important of the tissues. Right. I would argue that, you know, tendons and ligaments yep. and bones, especially if you're looking for old age and health, like, uh, maybe as you get older, you should do more partials and supports and those sort of things. Yep. Uh, definitely going to... Uh, fight osteoporosis if nothing else uh, but then also the flip side like the nervous system you know looking at technique and skill and the mental training and how that affects there like the the muscle is just kind of the player in between those things i uh, agree so yeah talking about principles like yeah muscle is important but recognize there are many other tissues involved in your body and you should be training those uh focus training on those look I, my whole thing is you know at 300 pounds or a little more, when I go back, when you look at me, it's you're gonna th- something's gonna look funny under my skin, and it's gonna look like somebody deposited cable all through me. That's my goal here. That's why I'm doing that. Besides the movements we've come up with, and and you know a lot of it was very popular, obviously during the York days with Bill March and Dr. Ziegler. And many, many more. So we've been doing a ton of research, and that was John's error. So that helps even more. Very interesting stuff. Um, Danny's only eight. I don't know. If I get a hold of him, he's going to be doing power rack training by the time he's 10, if not less. And I do know what I'm doing. I'm not going to hurt the kid at all. And I love people saying, well, they're growth plates. I said, okay, well, you stick to your growth plates, and I, and don't worry about me. Um, John's got his grandson doing it. I think he's 13 and he's a pretty big kid. And John said he's a running back and he absolutely pulverizes people. And he's got him doing the the partials, the pushes. It's just incredible stuff. Um, it's very hard work folks, but I'll tell you what, you want to talk about dividends, you know, uh, Logan's done it for years. Same way with me. There's a few things, though. I mean, we're training mainly from the hardest point, the midpoint, we believe. Um, but we've been doing an array of movements. I even got isometrics going on my glued ham machine. Hmm. So I am fully dedicated to this. Um, it's going to be very interesting. You know, one, th- one more thing, Logan. Um, I, I quote it all the time. I don't have it in front of me. But I bought an old Iron Man Perry Raider from, I believe it was 1969. And they had a big article about how are the Russians getting these erectors, you know, and, and, you know, obviously it's a typical BS. Everybody says, well, they're all on steroids. Well, regardless. All right. It still takes weights and other things to build muscle like that. And the, the interesting thing, it's not, I'm not quoting it verbatim, but close and that's what's got into my head now more than ever, especially with the stones. Erectors are either you, you build them and they're either going to be the winner loss in anything you do. You know, you look at Olympic lifters, you look at their backs, you look at like a Hola, Rieger, any of these guys. What do they all have in common and how are they all world champions? They have erectors. So that is going to be really your winner loss, how you build them. That's become a huge thing with all this rack training and stuff. Um, it's a very interesting process. I love it. And I can't wait to get some of this material out next year because it's going to be very interesting. Um, anything else, my friend? No, I think we're good. 
Okay, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to uh, Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. Um, if you like Logan and I do a show, that's how you get a hold of me. We'll do something, whatever you want to do. Also, too, iTunes and Stitcher, that's where we are. Give us a five-star review. Um, we're on Spotify. We are on Google um, Podcasts. Uh, let's see. And I think that's it for that. Um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give them five words of inspiration. That's what we talked about here. Inspire. My mom, she would always say when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You don't know what people are going through, especially this time of year. A lot of people are hurting big time. Um, if you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, pull it, Press it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And the great Hoosa Steel Stone, domination in blood red. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. As Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. It's more like a tidal wave, my friend, and it's growing higher and wider every day. Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor, Repetition, repetition, repetition. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. He'd walk every patient in the door and say, keep smiling. Try that on your best or worst day. Just walk around and say that. I guarantee you'll have a grin from ear to ear. Um, Be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road, obviously. And listen to what we're talking about, because I'll tell you right now, we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Be a part of the family for the next 30 years. We want you, and I know you want us. And if you have kids, listen to these shows with them. You know, we've tried every way to clean language up totally, not that we had a lot of it, but we really want to reach the younger kids. They are in major need of physical culture. There's just so many kids who are diabetic and in bad shape. So think about that. Um, Also, too, Les Brown, you'll have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And before I say goodbye with Logan, I want to read this to you quick. I love this. Of Stones and Strength, the late Steve Jack and the late Peter Martin. It's about the inverse stone. Rest while you can. Enjoy each night you sleep in the mud. Cherish the blanket of highland grass. That until now has kept you warm and safe. For in a couple of moons, I'll be calling. Steve Jack. Tell you right now, metaphorically, that's life. And I'll tell you right now, Steve Jack was the reason I started lifting stones. I owe him big time. And we miss him, but I know he's in a better place. So, Steve, thank you for everything. Logan, great to have you back, brother. We'll get you on regular in the new year. Um, Always an honor, sir. Likewise. So, for Logan Christopher, this is Eric Fiorello. And remember this, life is asking something from you. And you can ask too, but you got to go out and fulfill it. That's why we're all here. And remember this, you're all winners, champions, and unstoppable. Anyone that's talking any way, other way towards you, get away. I'm telling you right now, you'll make the right choice. So we'll talk to you soon. This show will be up tomorrow. We'll have Logan on next year. And thanks, everybody, for listening, and have a great week. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation & Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.